You're listening to the Selling Social Podcast, and we're your hosts. I'm Laren Kelly. And I'm Sydney Lish. We're two entrepreneurs turned best friends, pulling back the curtain and taking you behind the scenes to show you what it really takes to build wildly successful brands. You'll learn tools, tips, and strategies from top industry trailblazers that are paving the way in the world of social selling and building brands online. This podcast is for you if you sell a product, a service, or your expertise. We are Selling Social. You ready? Let's get it. Welcome back, everybody. We're so excited for you to experience this episode. We had the opportunity to sit down with the founder of Social Sparkling, Leah, and she is just incredible. Like there is so much value that she drops in this episode. I think so often we want to know like the behind the scenes of what it takes to really create a product and she dives in deep. So get ready, get out your notepad because you're going to want to take notes. So you want to talk about Social Sparkling Wine? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> tell me all about it well oh, your, story, man. your story is so powerful oh yeah we want it all you know I I love talking about social I um so yeah so I mean the main thing about the product well actually learned would you rather I started with the story so it's less yeah, editing like, or yeah I think your story is just powerful of like what led you to this because when you think of two strong brands like we even had Katie on here too which she's so good at that too is like the intentional story behind why you created it is powerful and yours really will speak to so many people so I'd love for you to share that part okay yes so here's how it all happened basically when I was 26 I was living in Chicago and I was I ended up being diagnosed with thyroid cancer and I had the option to have surgery or it was a slow growing type. It was, uh, you know, it, it, you could literally live with it for the rest of your life and it do nothing. And so I thought this is the time to take a chance and to explore other options before I worked, you know, to have surgery. And so I ended up uh, just t- going on this journey where I sort of, you know, anything that came my way, I explored it, whether it was Chinese medicine, um, Ayurvedic, uh, veganism, raw veganism, macrobiotics, iridology, psychics, energy, you know, you name it. And I kind of was just like following the cookie crumbs of life as something came to me, I would say, oh, that feels like a lead and I would go. And what happened in that process is really my life started turning on. And it, in some ways, I tell people that when I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer was when my life really were the were the best years of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I had been sitting at home working for one of the largest, well, the largest food company in the world. I was working for Nestle for eight years, um, doing a sales job where I didn't really have to interact in person very much. And I'm a very social person. I really need interaction with people, uh, in the physical and, uh, And so when I went on that journey, I started meeting all these interesting people that had different views and perspectives on life and experiences and from different cultures. And it opened me up to this wider perspective of how our bodies work, um, how our emotions play into our health and wellness, how it's really a holistic system. Yeah. And, and also even to how much we really need each other uh, as, you know, humans are social 
social creatures. We, we are tribal um, in our history. And so, yeah, so that was, that was the impetus for sort of me going on this health journey um, that taught me about holistic nutrition and, um, and some of that emotional wellness. And I didn't drink alcohol for two years at all. And then one summer day I was sitting in Chicago and some friends, it was a Saturday and they're like, let's go drink at around, you know, two in the afternoon. I said, okay. And, uh, and that was actually the first day I drank skinny girl. I went to, we went to a store and I thought, what the heck do I drink? That's health conscious. And there was this display that had a skinny girl on it. It said all natural. It Wait, said, what year was this? 2012. So this was like way before okay. any of like the trendy drinks have come out mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. way before white claw. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the very next day after I drank that, I was like, I had the idea that I, I wanted to do it differently. Uh, and you know, I wanted to make sure it was organic. I wanted to have less sugar, less calories. I, um, and I really didn't want to use like a vodka or anything that's like a spirit base. Cause sometimes, some, you know, those can be harder on your liver. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I ended up using, I ended up getting connected to a brewmaster and we made it from organic brown rice, yeah. which is like sake, a little easier to digest. And I, then wait, I got before to we go that whole route, cause I want to dive deep into your ingredients and you're like the, all the yeah. clean and everything, but, um, Real fast on your story. I think what I love so much and so powerful, because I, I battled a lot of health issues for a lot of years that just really controlled my life. And um, I used to be able to drink wine. And then all of a sudden, I just couldn't have it anymore. I'd get stuffy. I'd get the worst headaches. I had horrible allergic reactions to it. And I so I quit drinking. And it was something that I really struggled with, like you, because it was like, it took away my social life. And I felt like I couldn't go out and I couldn't be social. And I avoided going to restaurants, I avoided even going and hanging out with friends because I didn't want to drink. And I just love that I can just really relate to that because even just your brand named social, yeah, it allows us to feel like we can be social and we can go have fun, but we can still stick to our wellness goals and still feel good and actually wake up the next day and feel good. And that is really, really important because there for a while there weren't any options. So mm -hmm. I just, First of all, thank you for creating something that I can drink. <laughs> it's it's seriously such an entrepreneur drink. Like people who want to perform the next day after having a couple drinks. I think it's it's <laughs> yeah. it's literally it's like designed for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, so many women and men, you know, have issues with alcohol as as we get older and just, you know, there's there's so many ingredients in alcohol that we don't realize because it's one of the few yeah. things in our system in America, um, you know, in food and beverage that you don't have to put the ingredients on, mm -hmm. you know, so mm -hmm. alcohol, um, I mean, you think any, any food package is required to have the ingredients, but for alcohol, they, they weren't more recently for products like social, they are requiring it. Um, but still to a much less stringent degree. And so you end up with um, definitely lots of preservatives, sulfites, artificial flavors, added sugars, um, colors, um, just, yeah. And, and dozens of those things that we don't, we're not at all told is, is in a lot of the products, uh, especially the American products, because European products don't, uh, they have more, more stringent, um, you know, mandates for that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So. 
So with your, obviously your health experience in, you know, the beginning part of your life that obviously had a huge part to do in creating this product. And obviously it's easier to create a product that cuts corners and that has all of these artificial ingredients, all of these fillers, all of these things that don't serve people. How did you get around that? And what did it take on your part to create this product to be organic, to only be 88 calories, to, you know, be less than one gram of sugar and all of those things. Can you go into like what it took to actually create the product? Because I think that's something that probably more than we can even imagine. There's so much energy that went into it. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. We yeah. all have ideas, but you like executed, did the research, found the mm-hmm. ingredients, sourced it, all the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something I'm so passionate about right now, especially with women is how do we get them to know that they can create a product, uh, bring something to life in the sort of the physical. Uh, so, you know, what I, what I did was I, uh, you know, I started reaching out to the people that could help me create it meaning the people that would sell me things because they have a vested interest in giving you information. So for example, if you're going to make, you know, I wanted to make a canned product. So I started to call the can companies. And before I knew it there, I discovered there's really only three can companies in the whole country. There's a couple more springing up, but it's a very small industry. So you only have a limited set of choices you have a limited, or you you basically have certain mandates where you have to buy in these quantities. So then before you know it, you know how much it's going to cost you and your lead times. And then they start telling you, okay, well, you want to uh, put product into these cans. Well, hey, I know a producer and I'll introduce you Mm. to that producer. And then you find out that there's only, you know, five to 10 co-packers in the whole country. Wow that, you know, specific and and only, you know, four or five that can make this particular can that you want. That's crazy for how many different drinks there are that there's only that many distributors. That's That's crazy. Yeah. There's, and then they keep getting bigger. Follow the breadcrumbs and it's Mm -hmm. just leading you to the next thing. Mm -hmm. But anybody that wants to sell you something has, they will, they will take the time to help you to create your product. So cardboard companies, um, yeah, just, and then as far as actual drink, um, they have, there are companies out there that will actually formulate for you. Um, They're called like beverage, uh, like one's called like brand power. Um, But I, there's also flavor companies and there are dozens of flavor companies. And so you can call them and say, hey, I wanna create a, a product. Uh, and maybe between ten and twenty thousand dollars, they will send you um, some samples, and uh, then they ship them to your door. You you do your taste test around the table, bring in some consumers, whatever so you fun. want, mm-hmm. and then you've got you know you got some samples at the end of the day. Wow, how how long did your, they... your flavors are so good? Sorry, oh, yeah, but what are your thanks. flavors? They're Let's so see. Good. So we've got six. We have hibiscus, cucumber. We have a lot of flowers in them. So that's my favorite. So hibiscus, cucumber, um, we have a elderflower apple, a strawberry rose, a pink grapefruit ginger, a toasted coconut almond, and a pumpkin chai. Oh my God. Okay. Wait. And how long did it take you from having this idea and actually starting to take action to like, it's in stores, it's in whole foods, it's in target. 
How long was that process? So it was almost two years. So I started working at the end of 2012 and we were in stores August, 2014. I think that's oh, so important. Awesome. I think that's so important yeah. to note because so many people are like, oh, I wasn't successful after two and a half weeks in my business and my, pro <laughs> you know, my product didn't come to life and they give up so early. Mm -hmm. what, what were some of the things you had to overcome in the process that were like, you know, kinks in the hose and wrenches thrown into it? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I was, I was full-time at it for a year wow. or two. Um, I took the leap. I was, I was jumping in. Um, so, you know, what, uh, the, the biggest challenge I had at that time and what people face with products is, is that, um, to get into a retailer, you often go through a distributor. So you don't often just ship directly to a retailer for a lot of products. Um, oftentimes the retailers prefer or are mandated to purchase from a distributor. So you basically have to get accepted by a distributor who buys your product and then they take it and sell it to the retailer. Well, they've got thousands and thousands of products and they see new brands come all the time, come and go. So they, to sell them, you know, on, hey, I'm really gonna do this. I've got some funding. This product is innovative. Uh, I've already got some interest. Um, you know, you, you, you definitely try and do that. But what I found to make it easier is to go directly to the retailer and say to them, and then you kind of have to play both sides of the fence. You kind of have to say, you know, hey, Miss, Mr. And Mrs. Retailer, here it is. I'm in talks with this distributor if, and we're in discussion is kind of, you know, we're, we're in talks and then they will accept you. And then you can go back to the distributor and say, Hey, I've got a placement. As soon as you buy it, you can sell it. That makes sense. Yeah. So they're more likely to. Mm -hmm. It's chicken and egg stuff. And so it's like, you know, it's frustrating because you're like, well, they'll tell you, Hey, I can't sell until, you know, or you tell the distributor, I can't sell until you accept me, you know, but they don't want to bring it until you sell. So it's totally, it's tricky. Well, and this might be a stupid question, but does each retailer like target, for example, then have someone that's considered like a buyer and they're just constantly looking to partner with new brands and bring in new companies? 100%. Okay. 100%. Every single retailer out there has what's called a category manager or a buyer. And their job is to decide what items go in that category to review new item presentations and so forth. And often they will do that in a category once a year or twice a year. And so, okay. you know, find it's just starting to email them a simple PowerPoint deck, you know, try to keep it 10 slides or less. Here's, you know, the story of the product, here's the items, here's the pricing, you know, the, the consumer, um, and just send that to, send that to the, to the buyer and start building those relationships. And you're now in Target, Costco, Walmart, and Whole Foods. Yep. Is there any other ones? Okay. Oh Which yeah. Which is huge. Selling, yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're, we're national. So we're in all 50 states. Um, wow. so we're in thousands of independents and other others as well, but those are our biggest. I get so, so. excited when I go to like Target and I see it. I'm like, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. Did, okay, did you, did you raise capital when you started? Like, what did you have investors? What, what did that process look like? Because I, I think that's something on social media that no one talks about because 
you know, traditional yeah, social media did. businesses, it's like you just launch something and it's pretty much free. But when you're launching a product, you almost need to have investors in some way. So what did that experience look like for you? So, yes. Uh, let's see. So today, to date, we've raised about four and a half million. Holy. Um, that's amazing. And yeah. And uh, when I started, it was, we raised $300,000 for our seed round and mainly did that through a convertible note and uh, through friends and family and colleagues. Co your colleagues from work are actually a big source of, for all entrepreneurs. I've seen some studies on this. Was that a lot through Nestle um, for you? Where you were working um, before? Uh, I did have some people from Nestle. Our, our first board, yeah, actually there was uh, a board member from Nestle, uh, her actually three investors technically from Nestle or related. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah. And a lot of my, I had some co-founders that, um, when I met at grad school and then it was his wife and his best friend. And, wow. uh, so we all kind of, you know, brought in some different, um, investors and, um, yeah. And then the idea was, you know, you raise kind of three, you know, 300, 500, whatever it is just to get your minimum viable product. Because, so as soon as you get those samples, and then you can start pitching retailers and then you can start um, getting some sales in the door. And then as soon as you got sales, your, your, your valuation can go up just like that mm. because you're now revenue generating. Right. So the sooner you can get to that, the better, because then all the equity that you uh, sell or you know get investors for, um, it doesn't dilute you so much. Okay, ladies, I want to interrupt this episode really quick to talk about one of our favorite brands, Katie Lux. Katie Lux is a high-end athleisure line built around the idea of empowering women to feel confident in what they're wearing. And I don't know about you, but being at home during this pandemic, working from home, I want to feel comfortable, live in loungewear, but at the same time, I still want to feel confident. I want to feel sexy. I want to feel like what I'm wearing is holding my body, hugging my body into all the right places. And that's exactly how Katie Lux makes me feel. And the founder, Katie, created Katie Lux because she was a former pro dancer that just wanted good quality leggings to go from dance class to the gym to date night and all the things in between and feel good in her own body. And the, from the attention to detail that she has created with this brand is phenomenal. From the quality driven materials that she has chosen, from the custom designs that she has custom designed herself to the empowerment quotes on the inside of the back of the leggings. So every time you pull these leggings on, you feel empowered. Her core values represent movement, represent being limitless, represent empowering women. She's created the strongest community, this, this incredible sisterhood of women all over the world that just want to feel empowered. So go shop Katie Lux, go to K-A-D-Y-L-U-X-E.com. Use the code selling social at checkout to save 20% every time you shop from here forward. 20% save 20% when you use selling social at checkout. And, um, my favorite products are for sure the signature moto leggings with the rose gold zippers, the velour zip up jacket with the rose gold zippers, or the gloss tonal leggings with the queen symbol on them. You're going to love everything you buy. So make sure to upload it to IG stories, tag us on Instagram at selling social podcast, and let's get back to the episode. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you maybe take it. We did a couple other rounds. So we, you know, did a, uh, um, you know, I don't know if it was five, another $500,000 round, or then we had like a $2 million round and stuff wow. like that. So just a little over time. Amazing. 
If you were to go back and, and relaunch a product from scratch, what would you, what would you change or what would you do differently? If anything, so many things, so many things. <laughs> I feel like with launching a product versus like an online business strictly where you're selling a service, it's just, it's such a different, uh, animal. You, you know, there's a, yeah. there is a lot to can factor in with production and inventory management. Um, I think one of the first things I would do is, is, um, I would definitely do like that seed round of money, $300,000, $500,000. And then I would, from there, I would actually invest in some really good systems. Mm -hmm. So getting even your ERP system from the start. What is that? It's the system that does your account for, especially for manufacturing, but um, your accounting, your um, production planning, your inventory management, uh, your, your sales CRM and goal setting. Okay. Uh, and, and it can be, um, let's just say it's two to $3,000 a month um, and maybe more for an investment, but that gives you this infrastructure that you can then, you've got your, it's easy to get your planning process done for you know managing how much inventory you need when you're growing and you've got customer orders coming in from all over the place. Um, or Walmart signs on or, you know, is it's, you get, yeah. So I've been, my biggest challenge in this business has been staying in stock and fulfilling demand. I'm sure. Which is a good problem to have. (laughs) But it probably also feels like so stressful and overwhelming. It's like the worst problem, but the best problem. Most people would die for that problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So getting some, a good system. And then you also really want to gather your contacts Mm -hmm. because email lists are so they're, they're money in the bank. So valuable. Mm -hmm. So, and there's, before you know it, when you get into one of these, I mean, there's just so many people that you have to interact with or get to interact with. I mean, especially as like a national brand, I mean, we have distributors in every state that have hundreds of people. Retailers have hundreds of people. Then there's consumers, there's thousands of people. So it's just, that, that baseline is that structure so that you can grow. Mm. Well, and when you first started, so you said it was about 2012, social media obviously wasn't as big. Um, now looking at this new wave of social media, how have you adapted and like pivoted your branding and your, um, production and everything to really shift more online? Yeah. So COVID, uh, really inspired a lot, um, you know, for that. Uh, and I have always wanted an e-commerce business. I am crazy about e-commerce businesses. I mean, you think about the freedom that it gives you. And I have an idea where I just want to like help women start Shopify accounts. Like let's spend a weekend, do a boot camp, and everyone at the end of it has a Shopify store and and an LLC and a, you know, business license. Um, because yeah, so, I mean, essentially, you know, our e-commerce is on Shopify, um, which does, is, is pretty dang easy to work with. Um, and then from there, you know, you get your, your website and we just kind of started adding one feature at a time this past year. So we added subscription. So we did a, you know, a plugin that helps us to do subscription and then email marketing. So now we're, you know, and, and then there's quite a bit to do in email marketing, but hey, get, get one email out, you know, and then you get your second out and your third out and then you do journeys. And um, we have an affiliate program that we, you know, have for, for influencers to that. earn commission as well. So, but there's really just like a checklist, I think for digital, you know, businesses, it's like those three things and you got your SEO and 
or, you know, so really, as long as you just think about it, like a, a checklist yeah. and just, just every day, you're just getting a couple things done before you know it, you got subscription customers that just roll in with you doing nothing every month, yeah. you know, and it's repeat so business. Smart. Yeah. So one, so one thing at a time. Yeah. I think that's really important though. Like it's kind of like habit stacking, right? You don't want to just stack all these habits all on the same day and start everything. It's, it's like, get one down, get one systematized and then move on to the next and just let them compound, you know, on, on one another. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you, you, you've built a really good following on social media and I would love to know how you use social media to like monetize, how you've built a community there. Cause it's, it's so beautiful. If you guys don't follow, go follow it. It's, it's social sparkling wine. It's, it's like such a pretty Instagram, but how have you used that to monetize as well? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I can't take that much credit for our social media, to be honest. I mean, um, I have, it, it isn't my area of expertise. Um, I've, what my work that I've mainly done on it through this, these years is kind of provide, um, you know, some framework of, you know, we want to put out some positive messaging, some female empowerment messaging. We want to keep it clean and bright um, and classy, you know, and just really create that space for, you know, especially women who are, you know, interacting with the product that they have a place where they can post a photo, you know, send in a photo of themselves where they're, they're feeling beautiful and they're feeling lovely. And, um, so I, you know, Laren did our social media for quite a while there, and now you're onto even bigger things and so forth. Um, and, uh, and growing that and we've got, we've got a gal full time kind of on it. Leah's um, doing awesome though, having that right beautiful. team and like, like you have Leah next to you. And, um, I think you guys are a very powerful team together and really like she, she does a great job with it and weaving in like the affiliates and stuff like that. And you're very clear on your branding, like everything you just said, like it being feminine, empowering women. Like uh, I think owners and entrepreneurs really need to make sure that they're like very clear on their messaging and very clear on their colors and very clear on all the little details that go into that brand identity. And you're very clear on that. And that's why it's so good. Thank you. Thank you. I also really like that it's social sparkling wine, but it's so classy. Like you don't go onto your page and be like, wow, this is a bunch of partiers. Like your messaging behind it isn't about partying. It's not about, you know, drinking. It's about having a, a lifestyle and, and, and like keeping it so classy. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, you think about it, the alcohol industry is, it's mainly been dominated and, you know, by men, right. It they really has, they, you know, Budweiser, Molson, Coors, these were all families um, of men that were creating so masculine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so women, they, you know, um, their bodies process alcohol slower, differently, um, and can't handle their tolerances as much just because of body fat levels, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, yeah. I mean, how do we have a different relationship with alcohol where alcohol doesn't, you know, we're getting the benefits of alcohol. Um, but it's not dragging us down so much because, um, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm very passionate about women being healthy for one and then also, you know, feeling good and being their best selves. And we need that so much. And can't let alcohol get in our ways, ladies. Like yeah. we got too much to do around here. <laughs> <I love that. laughs> so, true. so good. 
Do you, yeah. uh, you're really, I love how transparent you are and like you're given all the details, which I admire because a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. And um, you can tell you're really into like education. Are you planning like this year, do you think you're going to do more with like really teaching women like how to start a product line or anything? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're like very long story short. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I, that is, you know, what I'm continuing to shift into is trying to work less on the operations of the business and more on, um, you know, the education, not only just around the product, but also around, you know, our, our values, um, which is is a lot around helping women to live their life to the fullest and um, to step up as leaders in community, especially, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you think about, you know, throughout history, you know, women that bring other people together, women together, um, our world nowadays, there's a lot of people, um, there's just less gathering in some ways, right? Where there's a lot of people just sitting at home. I um, mean, other ways there's, there's Burning Man and there's communities and there's, you know, this, this reminder of how important it is. Um, but I, I really hope to support uh, community leaders, I call them. Um, whether it's, you know, through product or through connecting, you know, we've had a lot of women that reach out asking for alcohol for these gatherings for, you know, throughout these years. And so I, I see a lot of the women across the country that are bringing people together. Um, And so um, one of the ways is we're actually going to put on a conference as soon as, uh, as soon as it makes sense. Um, And Katie and I are working on that and, and and talking to Jeanette about it a little bit too. And um, we were going to do it in January in Texas. So we will see. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to, to start to share what I've learned. No, I love it. It's such a shareable product too. And it fits in well with like community gatherings, right? That's the whole basis of it. And mm-hmm. I was just thinking we run a ton of community gatherings when it makes sense. And, um, to be able to have an alcohol that doesn't promote like negative behaviors, I think is such a good, a good addition. It's actually a great addition. So I'm grateful that you've created this. I'm really excited about it. Well, yeah. Let me know when you guys do that and we can definitely, you know, donate or do, you know, lower pricing depending on the quantities for sure. And any of your listeners as well. I mean, we're happy to support people that are, are bringing people together. Yeah. Of One thing that uh, always really surprised me was how very few people work for you, which is so cool because it means you have the right systems in place. But how, tell people how many people actually work for you. Oh, gosh, Lara, and I tell you what, 2020 was a year like I, it kicked my butt more than I ever could have thought possible. Um, just with some inventory things and with COVID and production and rolling out with Walmart all at the same time, it's just been really tough. Um, but so I had, let's see, I had 12 full timers, um, during COVID, a lot of salespeople. Now I've actually moved my team completely to contractor a hundred percent, hundred percent. And, um, that was, it really shifted things to pay for performance. Yeah. Smart. And you have so, to pay for, for performance in 2021. Very, very smart. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's the wave of the future. And, um, you know, so, I, and I'd encourage anyone that if people are saying that to you, you know, pay for performance, don't be shy about that. Um, and 
you know, you can always ask for a large percentage to really make it worth your while. But, you know, the people that, what I'd like to provide to people that work with me is an opportunity to make more money than they could make earning a salary. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, uh, that's what I'd like. I'd like to incentivize people to really, to really go for it, have the opportunity to build a business almost within our business. And, um, and, you know, so, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. It's you've a done such shift. a great job. Yeah. But you've done such a great job building a team and being able to scale it to the level it, it is in 50 um, states with a crazy. small team. And I think that's really impressive. Thank you. Thank you. I will tell you there, this, there was three months when I, I, uh, was working all day, sometimes into the night, sometimes sleeping very, you know, when we were rolling out Walmart. And, um, so it, it really tested my, my strength. Um, however, I am through that now and I feel stronger than ever and more flip gung ho to do this thing because I, I know what I'm made of now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So those times can test us. What is that vision? Oh, for sure. And there are so many people like you're, yeah, it's like, it's built our character this last year. It's built our resilience, like all for a really good purpose though. Yeah. Separates Mm -hmm. the good from the great. And like the the strongest brands survived and are going to excel more than they ever have. What does your vision for the future look like? Before before you answer that question, because it's a great question. Um, oh man, did I just lose it? (laughs) I was, I was going to say, Oh, I, I just lost it. I'm sorry. I'll think of it when you're talking. Probably. It'll come back to you. Yeah. So, the, you know, the vision is really to, um, you know, we're, we're kind of buying some different systems to make our production number one smooth. Um, I'm actually looking into either building our own winery um, or partnering cool. with um, another Ooh, brand. Yes. Yeah. Which is pretty That's wild great. to think that, you know, um, to have a space and have a, this big equipment. And, um, so I, I'm like, oh my gosh, Leah, are you really, are you really doing that? Um, but it's, it's been so painful, I guess, to work with co-packers who, even though we have several good relationships, it's just the fact that big brands come in and take the space and it's just, it's hard, it's hard to count on mm-hmm. co-packers um, because their business model relies on the biggest customer, right? It just, and they only have so much space. So thinking about that and then really just making, you know, the shift into um, relaunching our website, we're launching a site called the sociallife.us, which is, um, it's really a community site for helping people to live healthy, happy, beautiful lives, um, where we'll feature a lot of our social babes. We'll also feature products that help you to live healthy um, and brands that we really connect with. Um, I'm launching uh, sociallea.com. Cool. Um, yeah. So, um, just really getting my personal brand going and, uh, starting to share some content, probably YouTube, um, is going to be my main platform for entrepreneurial content. People want to see the stories behind the founders for sure. And I think the more you step into that too online, like it, it's just going to grow like wildfire. People want to see that from you for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's some, some people are, are just so good at sharing on social media and they're just so confident 
and they can do the tech stuff. I mean, you're a wizard at that, Laren. I just Laren is a wizard at social media. I don't care who you are. She's a freaking wizard. She'll make a reel in like 15 seconds. I'm like, that would have taken me five days. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah, exactly. That's I'm in that camp. Of, yep. You know, it's um it's it's really challenging for me. And so just um knowing I need that support. Um, and then I've been doing so much to grow my confidence and, um, you know, really figure out what are the fears that are holding me back, fears of being seen, fears of the impo- you know, the imposter syndrome, fears that I'll, I'll start getting a lot of responses and I won't have time to manage it all or to, to you know, handle those re- new relationships in a, in a manner that I'd, I'd like to. That's one of my biggest fears is that I start speaking out and then people start wanting to communicate with me and I just don't have the, the bandwidth because mm-hmm. um, I do want to, you know, build authentic relationships with people. I so I love but, that you just said all of that because that too. is so relatable to people. We can't tell you how many people we talk to and they just have that fear of like, I'm afraid to put myself out there. I'm afraid to talk about myself and self promote. And you are not alone in that. There are a lot of people that feel that same way. So I think the more you do it, the more you're going to give permission for other people too. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. And I, and I, that I feel that now I feel intuitively that sharing our story truly helps other people you know, and sometimes it's not, it's like, you might hop on. I see, I, you know, I learned that through, through this COVID time is like, I go on social media and someone's on there who shares frequently and they might come on and just say a little something or other, nothing at all. But just the fact that they're there, consistent, that they're there, that they're sending a, you know, they're putting a little light out to you, um, made me feel better, you know? And so I hope to be, to offer that value, you know, to people throughout, um, you know, these next few years, especially. So I love your transparency and just like your vulnerability. And I think it's something that is really rare in, in the online space. Everyone's like, I have it all together. I'm great. You have like a massive business in 50 States with 12 employees, and you're still willing to like share the nitty gritty and, you know, the hard times and that 2020 sucked. And I think, not a lot of people are willing to admit those things. And I think that is why when you start putting yourself out there more personally on social media, people are going to relate so much to you that if anything, it is going to expand your reach in your business so much because people are going to be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so much more bought in to this drink because of, because of you, like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so bought. It's like, whenever we bring someone in here, a new brand, Katie, I'm like, I'm so bought into Katie Lux after meeting Katie Lux, right? <laughs> like I'm so bought into you after meeting you. And, and now you're the only thing I'll be drinking because I'm like, why would I support anyone else? Right? Like mm-hmm. that, that's what this is all about. And putting your name out there will be so powerful and so awesome. Well, here we go, ladies. I here we go. We're holding you accountable now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you just found your two accountability. Like, sorry. Like, checking in. <laughs> yes. And I want to say that, that I, I so love what you both are doing with this podcast and this mission Aww. about helping people to, to, you know, start is really, is it to start better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Every, Cause everybody, everybody is selling a service. They're selling a product. They're selling their expertise. So they're selling their idea ideas and how often you know so many people are at that the reserve they're like I don't know how to get my message out there I don't know how to show up more and there's some good brands and good people and we don't want 
you know, anyone to feel like they can't share that. So it's like, if, how can we bring the people going first, the trailblazers from each industry like you that are paving the way can show other people that what's worked for them, what hasn't worked for them, be real with the struggles and all of it. And then also we're going to drop in some like quickies every week to just give some like, this is exactly what to do. Here's 10 minutes. Here's some tips to take. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. I mean, social media in so many ways, that's like the front lines, you know, that is the front lines. Uh, and so, um, you know, I, it's the business card of 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and so, yeah, the fact that you guys have, have, you know, feel comfortable there and are courageous enough to be there, um, and helping other people to be, to be courageous there. Um, I know I greatly appreciate it, um, and appreciate the people that have done my social media and, um, yeah, so it's, it's, well, a, thank you for supporting us and coming on this podcast and like supporting anything we do. Cause I think that's just as women too. Like I value your friendship and like that just having you in my corner to support means a lot to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the journey's just getting going, you know, I mean, there's uh, we still got a lot, a lot of years left here and a lot of, a lot of things to do. And so it's exciting that, um, yeah, it's exciting. How fast it evolves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We appreciate your time. So, okay. So where can people find you and, and what's the number one thing that you are the most excited for going into the new year? Well, so they, the main place to find, uh, us, I guess, is at Social Sparkling on Instagram or Facebook, and then at Social Leah on Instagram. You can yes. find me. And 2021, the main thing I'm most excited about. Let's see here. Okay, so I have been searching for the most beautiful bottle on the planet um, for about two and a half years. Mm. I literally flew to Paris, took a train took a taxi to the countryside and spent a few hours at this beautiful, like this, uh, one of the, I don't know, there's the best bottled place in the, you know, in the world um, to find this beautiful bottle. And it's, it would seem like that wouldn't be hard, right. To find a bottle, but shoot bottles, you have to buy in these big quantities and Mm. um, you have to get these ugly stock bottles. Anyway, I have, I have this bottle. And so we are launching, um, our new design, Social's redesigning, uh, and it's going to be coming out in March, in April. We'll be so in March. We'll be producing it. And um, as much as I love cans and they're eco-friendly and portable and portion control, um, these bottles will sort of um, add a certain elegance, and I think we'll reach more people in the long run. So that's that's yeah. such entrepreneurship right there. You flew across the freaking world to go yeah. find a bottle. <laughs> that's the stuff people aren't willing to do. <laughs> but it's also the story behind it that people are going to want to take a photo of that, post it to social media yeah. and share it because there's a story behind it. Yeah. That is so inspiring. Yes. Thank so you, ladies. Inspiring. Thank you for helping me share my story and for all you've done, Laren, as well. And yeah. look forward to teaming oh gosh, up. I adore you. Thank you, ladies. Yeah. Please let me know anything I can do to support and um, I'll definitely share. So awesome for all of you listeners that you're so excited about like going out and buying social right now, you can go to the website, um, socialsparkling.com and use the code selling social at checkout to save 20% off your order. So go shop. We love the product. We love you, Leah. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. 
Um, we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Selling Social Podcast. If you loved this episode, if you found so much value in this episode, if you're walking away with tips and takeaways to put you into inspired action in your business and your life, what would mean the most to us is if you shared this episode and paid the love forward to others. Go ahead right now, snapshot a photo of this episode on your phone upload it to your IG stories and tag us at Selling Social Podcast. And also make sure to go and subscribe to this podcast and write a review on your biggest takeaways so far. We would love to stay connected with you. So go ahead, whip out your phone and text the words Selling Social to 303-529-1291. If you want to be a part of our community and you want to be like connected to like more ambitious female entrepreneurs doing big things in 2021, you want the mentorship, you want the support, you want the top strategies to apply to your business. You want to be a part of our events, all the good things, text the word community to 303-529-1291. And if you want like straight business for breakfast tips, literally you want to wake up and eat business for breakfast with us every morning. You want tips, strategies, you want morning empowerment to just keep going after your calling that's been put on your heart. Text the words business for breakfast to 303-529-1291. And until next time, we'll see you soon. 